0: What's up, everybody? This is another edition of Catfish on Ice with your host Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. First intermission of game four. We're watching right now the Fred right before we went live. Got a tying goal, gentlemen. It's one-to-one. A slick feed from Colton Sissons to Yakov Trinin. Let's all take a deep breath.
1: <laughs> Step off the ledge. Take one step back
0: from the ledge. Right? For sure. This is episode 128. Welcome in, everyone, presented by DraftKings, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's go around the room real quick and talk about what we saw in that first period. We'll start with Kyle Perkins. What were some big takeaways for you in the first
2: period? I thought Cody Glass played well. Uh, I was kind of watching him after I finally turned the game on. he had a couple of really good entries. Uh, there was one where he dumped the puck in and chased it himself and was able to get it back to one of his wingers. Uh, I really like that from, a, especially from a young kid who's been criticized for not being very physical. Um, mm-hmm. He dumped it in, went and fought for it, and got it back. So, I like that dude. I, I'm. I know I had extremely high hopes for him at the beginning of the year and might have overstated it a little bit, but uh, I still really like him. I think he's still got a lot of potential. Yep. Agreed.
0: That's a good one.
1: Uh, Rich, how about you? Kind of tell us what you saw in the first period. So the one – well, a couple things. The first thing is Philip Forsberg shooting the puck with two Avs players on him. He did it twice. Um, I know he's trying to get going or whatever, but um I don't understand what, what that was all about. The other one was the um graphic before the game started showing uh Philip Forsberg with zero points in this series and Ryan Johansson with two shots in the whole series. Oh my god. Very gosh. disappointing. Very I did
0: not I very disappointing. I, I, I was uh, fully aware of the zero points for Forsberg. I was not aware
1: that Ryan Johansson
0: had two shots on goal the entire series. That is – well, all right, I'm going to reserve judgment for a little bit because you know I'm always a big critic of Johansson. And what was I doing? (laughs) I was singing his praises going into the
1: playoffs, Rich,
0: and then he turns around and does this to me.
1: Man, it's just – it's – you know, Matt Duchesne's played really well for, for the situation that's going on that they're in. Roman Yossi finally got a goal the last game, I believe it was. Yakov Trenin has two goals in this series now. Um, Philip Forsberg, nothing is disappointing. Johansson, nothing's disappointing, hugely disappointing. And then
0: we, uh, we saw those interesting projected line combinations. I don't know how long they actually <laughs> stuck with that into the game, but yeah. um, <laughs> it looks like John Hines just took a threw everyone's name in a bag and was like, "I'm going to see whatever I draw out, and this is what we're going to go with."
1: <laughs> I agree. I mean, it's, it was it was really weird, yeah. but um, I, I, it's it's not unbelievable with the way they're playing. I love- I mean <laughs> look, I'm you know. all for I am all for trying something new
0: because you know. clearly it really has not worked in the first three games. But I mean, I just don't under I can't understand what why he keeps sticking with Luke Cunning in the top six. I can't understand why you would put Nick Cousins on the top line. I he's a he's a good That's not a top line player. I'm sorry. And I can't figure out how pushing Forsberg back to the third line, which is what I originally saw in a lineup projection. You really think that's going to break your superstar player out of his funk, knowing that this might be his last game in a Preds uniform? I mean, that just – that seems – the lineups came off to me like we're, we're we're throwing up the white flag. We're done. Yep. I don't
2: know.
1: I thought, what about I thought you, so Kyle? Too.
2: Yeah. I, I thought somebody was uh, chemically enhanced to make those lines. <laughs> I um, thought somebody
1: was playing a cruel joke.
2: <laughs> I, I, uh, I thought they might have had some of those uh, d- uh, Colorado brownies. Oh, uh, a little bit of the electric maybe. lettuce.
1: Is that what yeah. you're saying there? Maybe, yeah.
0: uh, maybe the Avs players uh, snuck into the locker room and spiked their brownies Their desserts. Oh, they might have. But
2: I can't you know, find much, much might logic be, with those lines. The
0: Avs might be pulling out all the, be out all the stops because they want to sweep. They want to have a week off. They want to rest because you look at every other playoff series right now, mm-hmm. and they're all comically going like two games apiece, except for the Rangers. They did us a favor and also got shellacked earlier oh tonight, so that makes us look a little bit better, I guess. But, um, what
2: but, happened to Shesterkin? and oh my gosh. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's about the only team I can think of right now in the playoffs that comes anywhere close to probably how how much we've been dominated in our own series. But um also, that kind of leads me to a, this this leads me to a question I want to ask all you you two guys and then I'll tell you mine. Cuz I feel like every loss in this series has been heartbreaking in its own way, but they've all been really hard to swallow. Uh, Game one, for obvious reasons, was hard to swallow because you're down 5 nothing before you could even blink. Mm -hmm. Uh, Game two was tough because you take it to overtime. We were doing our episode live, and we were prepared to stay up late until it took it to get a win, and we thought we were going to steal a game in Denver possibly. I mean, and then – Colorado scores in overtime. So that one was bad to take. And then, of course, the game I was at on um, Saturday, mm. the it tied three to three. The crowd was into it. It was loud. I don't want to hear all these naysayers saying, oh, I got some people in my mentions during the game saying, oh, it's not a hockey town. And that place looks half empty. Like, because I, I took that. a picture during intermission where there were a couple empty seats behind me. It's like, come on. That place was loud on yeah. Saturday. And full
1: and totally full. Until but
0: the Avs the ads just completely did what the ads do and they pounced on the preds after it was 3 to 3 and before you knew it the game was out of hand. So uh Kyle, in your opinion, what has been the hardest loss for you to take? Game 1, 2 or 3?
2: I've got to go with game 2. Connor Ingram played his yeah. butt off. I mean, he he did everything except score. Uh and literally nobody in front of him did anything. Nobody did anything to help. Um, I mean, li- literally you've got the same situation we've got in this game right now. Uh, the herd line made a good defensive play and then uh, Trennan scored off of it. It's exact mm-hmm. same thing that happened in that game. Yeah. Uh, I just – I I can't understand there's no offense. There's no – you'll have one line get the puck in, and as soon as they get it in and do a change, they're all coming back the other way. It's like they can't mm-hmm. execute a change without losing possession. Um, it's just been bad.
1: <laughs> yeah it's so funny because Kyle's just like ugh, it's so bad it's, I, it's, I can't, I love, I can't his, I love anybody his,
0: I love his raw just honesty he's giving us right now it's like just it. unfiltered just pure it. honesty and that's really all we can do here as Preds fans like like a lot of people are getting upset because the Avs fans are kind of trolling us a little bit, but you know what? They've earned the right to in a way, as long as they keep it respectful I don't need people, you know, getting out there uh, being disrespectful. Uh, but I, I don't blame I don't blame them for being excited about their team. I don't blame them for doing a little friendly trash talking because they are, and I think they're still salty from 2018 when we yeah. knocked them out of the first round and they gave us, you know, a really good fight. That was when the Preds were heavy favorites mm-hmm. and the Avs were still a very young team and new to the playoffs. So. Um, I think they still remember that series. I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just saying, I mean, they do have a right to be beat beating their chest right now. So I'm like, whatever. If you want to do it, just go ahead and do it. But, um, right. Rich, what's your what game has been hardest
1: for you? Well, um, the first one, obviously, was just disappointing. And it it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Just ask um, the Tampa Bay Lightning what happened to them. Their first game got blanked. So I would have to say definitely the second one. Um, so close to just stealing that game, and I felt bad for Ingram. Wow. Um, after they after Colorado scored, Ingram had his head down on the ice, and another one – I don't remember who it was – another one of the Predators was just laying down flat on the ice. Just You could just see – it knocked the wind out of him, man. And then the, the, the next game – um, it, it, you know, in it and t- until that, uh the goal got overturned and they just, they're not, um their confidence is really shattered, I believe. And they don't have the ability to climb out of a hole because of how they're, they're playing right now. It's just, yeah. it's just not going to happen. We shouldn't be, ex- we shouldn't, we should have, ex- I don't know. I don't want to say expected this, but, Colorado's been a buzzsaw and doing this kind of stuff so, to teams three fourths of the season. So we shouldn't be surprised, true. but you just, you, you, you'd like to see a little more fight. And game two was probably the best chance that they had so far. It's a, so, it's a close one for me between game two and game three. Game
0: one was just frustrating and downright kind of a little laughable. I, I'll just be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of, when it when it, when it was five nothing in game one, I was like in my head I'm thinking, okay, get it out of your system now. Right. It still counts as one loss. It's just game one. I I yep. just really tried to look at it glass half full, and I just I quickly tried to forget about game one, and I didn't let it really bother me that much, even though it was such an embarrassing uh, loss. But. Sure. The reason why Game 3 was so hard for me was I've always looked at Game 3 in a seven-game series as a fork in the road to every seven-game series. You hold serve in Game 3 at home, then everyone's already talking about, can the Preds do at least what they did last year against Carolina and and, and tie this series up? And it really felt like they were going to win that game. I mean, we were all feeling really good about it. There was even an Avs fan in my section Who was ended up being a really cool uh, fan that I was talking to a lot. And he was telling me straight up, he's like, I think we're going to lose this game. When it was three to three in the second period, he was like, Y'all've got the fire tonight. Like, this is your chance right here. And then that game just flipped so quickly. Mm -hmm. It was just like instantaneous. And before you know it, they're down five to three. And we were all shell shocked. Every fan in my section, we were just like, we didn't even know what to say. For
1: sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the, you know, like if they say they don't challenge that goal, you're only down by one at that point. Instead it gets overturned. You put them back on a power play that has been like, ridiculous. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. It was an automatic goal every time they got on the power play. And that's, Mm -hmm. it's just, like I said, it's just too much for them to overcome. If they would have stuck, they would have not challenged it. It would have been four, three, maybe, maybe there was a little more of a chance, but put them on the power plays, it's not going to happen. That is a very,
0: very good point. So, um, unfortunately, Preds are just trying to avoid a sweep tonight, and they have tied it 1-1. to They, But they did not open up this game very good at all. So, let's kind of let you know what we got going on in store for you. Episode 128, Catfish on Ice. As we continue to watch Preds versus Az game four, We are going to try to be positive here, and we are going to talk about the top reasons that we have for optimism going into this offseason. Really interested to hear Kyle and Rich's takes on some reasons why we should be optimistic, even if we do get swept tonight. Uh, So that'll be a fun segment to open up the episode tonight. We are going to also have to talk about former legendary head coach for the Preds, Barry (laughs) Trotz. I mean, for sure, I'm a little blindsided that he got fired today by the New York Islanders. I, sure. I couldn't believe I saw it, honestly. Absolutely. So we're really gonna have weird. to talk about that. We're gonna have to talk about that because I feel like as soon as that announcement was made, John Hines's seat indirectly got a little hotter. <laughs> fair or not?
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying it's fair, but especially <laughs> I'm just if you saying, go on Preds Facebook. Don't was, ever, don't ever
0: underestimate. Don't ever underestimate the love for Barry Trotz from this fan base, and they can't help themselves to the point where they don't even really think clearly because yeah. they love oh, that yeah. man so much, Fred's and rightfully Facebook. so. He's a great head coach. He's a great human being. He was a great part of this city. He did so much in the community. So, I'm telling you the love for that guy. Yep. Is indirectly going to make John Hines' seat even hotter.
1: <laughs> I think all so the, Preds Facebook, the Preds Facebook, the Facebook people broke into Hines' office and started packing it up for him as soon as yeah. they found out that Trotz was <laughs> fired. They're like, we're going to pack his they're house, already, we're gonna pack his stuff. Yeah, they're already Preds Facebook's
0: already looking for new places for John Hines to move. Like, oh, I hear this part of the country is really nice. Yeah. You can uh, you can they, move uh, there.
1: They put his stuff in a U-Haul and not one of those nice ones, one of those trailers that you have to put on the back of your own car. That's what they gave him. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, we should also talk a little bit tonight about how Roman Yossi and UC Soros, looks like they're both going to be finalists. One for the uh, Norris with Yossi, and the, I'm kind of a little surprised that Soros is going to be a Vesna finalist. I think he should be a Vezina finalist, but I'm a little surprised. I wasn't sure because he did struggle. His numbers kind of dipped a little bit there towards the end of the season, but it's looking like uh, Kevin Weeks said that he's th- – he, it's looking like Saros will be one of the finalists for the Veznes. That's pretty awesome. Very awesome.
1: Congrats to him. Don't sure. think
0: he'll – obviously don't think he's going to win it. That's going to go to Igor Shosturkin, and rightfully so, but it's still cool to see Saros as a finalist.
1: I think so. If you look at – look at how the se- the season's ended for both teams – Sorrow struggled, the team struggled, Rangers pretty much stayed on par with how they were playing. So,
2: But in recency sure. bias, I know they're
1: only supposed to vote based off
2: of a uh, uh, right. regular season. Mm-hmm. You're not seeing Soros getting shelled right now. You're seeing his team getting shelled, but you're not seeing him getting shelled. Absolutely. You are seeing Igor Sesterkin get shelled. Bad. A lot. Yeah,
0: for sure. You're right.
1: Yeah.
2: That that
0: Big game time. tonight, I mean, the Rangers got ran out of the building. It's just Sterkin, I mean, he played a part in that. It was it was a rough game for him. Yeah, for sure. And then we are going to wrap up tonight's episode with uh, some prospect talk. Kyle Perkins has got some really good info on Irislav Askarov, who has just been joining the Milwaukee Admirals just recently. So we're all excited about that, and then Yuso Parson is also he's got some good stuff on them on those two guys. So we're going to wrap up the episode with that, also list off some shows that we're going to be binging and getting into once we have a little free time on our hands. Once the Preds are uh, season's over, we're going to have a little extra time on our hands for a little bit. So we got some shows we're going to be
1: watching. I'm going to take a yeah. day off and take a nap. Is what I'm going to do.
0: All right, we're, we're back underway in the second period, so we'll continue to keep an eye on game four between the Preds and the As It's tied one-to-one. Yakov Trenin has the goal tonight for the Preds, so we will keep an eye on that. All right, let's, All let's right. go with some top reasons for optimism going into this offseason and looking into the future, thinking about next season and beyond. Let's talk about reasons for optimism. My first... Reason for optimism is kind of tied to the youth of this team. And it's tied to the fact that I do think that there is a foundation that we can build around going into this offseason. We have some youthful pieces on this team that are going to be around for a while that we can build around to go along with Matt Duchesne and Roman Yossi, who are going to be here for a while. So I don't think this is a full teardown rebuild situation. What do you guys think? I think we have a foundation to build around and we just need to find a couple players to really stabilize the lineup, to fit this team better.
1: You want to start, Kyle? What do you think about that, Rich? And then we'll go to Kyle. Oh, me? Okay. Um, Yeah, I don't think it should be a full-blown rebuild either. Um, And we know who runs this team. So we know it's not going to be a full blown rebuild. Um, they're not going to do that. Um, I would hate to see that anyway. R- truthfully, because I don't want to ruin three or four years of Roman Yossi's uh, <laughs> uh, the way he he's playing, or Matt Duchesne, for that matter. You know, or Soros, or or Soros. Yeah, <laughs> him, yeah. I mean, several of the players. You don't want to take away two, three prime years, prime playing years for them. Um, yeah, the the youth part. Is that is good? Um, I'm excited to see what Tomasino is going to do next year. Um, earlier, uh, a few like a month ago, we were talking. Well, it was probably longer than that, but we were kind of excited about possibly what Ellie Telvin could do next season. But I'm not as excited about that anymore as I am uh, seeing what Tomasino yeah. can do. Well, unfortunately. Day. Even with struggles and struggles
0: uh, and the uncertainty around him, you just mentioned Philip Tomasino. We've got yeah. Alexander Carrier, who I think's had a very underrated season. Not enough people mm-hmm. have talked about him and his For growth. Sure. Uh, yeah. we, I mean, you're looking at Yakov Trinan, who has a Golden tonight. He's still super young and should be considered a core founda- foundational piece of this mm-hmm. team and the youth. And then I'm thinking about Cody Glass. I'm thinking about Tanner mm-hmm. Janot. I know Tanner Janot is 25, but he's still a rookie. So I'm still thinking about him as a core foundational piece you can build around. That gives me reason for optimism right there.
2: Yep. What about you, Kyle? I think, uh, well, you know, your backup goaltender situation is pretty well in hand going into next Mm. year. Um, Connor Ingram has, yes, he's gotten lit up a few times, but let's face it, not a lot of that was his fault. Um, Right. That that's a big deal. Uh, We kind of found out that this year that you really need to have that guy that you can put into a game in that number two spot. Um, I know there was some reports that came out about uh, Soros and it not being an overworked issue, but you got to think that it had something to do with it. That massive amount of starts and how much he was leaned
1: on. It's just, I I think not the injury Pro, you know, it definitely could have had something to do with it. I think his drop off in production toward the end of season had something to do with it. And I do too. Uh, the way the, the team played in front of him dropped off as well. And that, you know, when, when you're, when the team's not playing well in front of your goaltender, your goaltender's confidence gets shook and that's, Unfortunately, you know, you couple, you know, confidence with I'm tired because I've played, you know, 90% of the season. I think it definitely has something to do with it.
0: Yeah. It's, you got to think that, I mean, it might not directly be linked to why he got hurt, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you that it would have been really nice. And this is no offense to David Riddick. No. But it would have been nice, maybe have known about Connor Ingram and like I mean we did kind of get a taste of how ready Connor Ingram was earlier in the season when right. Ingram made his NHL debut against Minnesota for sure so yeah he played there's one positive loyal. yeah if there's one positive you can pull away from this series and I mean I know I'm a reach in here because there's not much but if there's <laughs> one positive it's really what Kyle just brought up We now have it figured out for sure, and we can feel confident going into next season that UC Soros has a very competent uh, Mm -hmm. backup, and hopefully Soros will not have to make another 67 starts next season, which I just think is way too many. I don't care how good your goaltender is, 67 starts
1: out of 82 games is way too many. Yeah, and you also have a backup goaltender who now has three – Maybe four NHL playoff starts under yep. his belt, which that's huge. I mean, that's awesome experience for for him. So, I mean, and, that, and, that and look at how he's cool. playing
0: tonight. I feel like I'm watching yep. Game Two all over again so far tonight. I mean, it's one to one. Rich is having flashbacks, nightmares that uh, we're doing right? déjà vu. <laughs> we're, yep. we're doing our live episode three in the morning.
2: <laughs> the, the chances it, that he's facing are all, yep just high quality chances. It's yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. And there's nobody on this team that's an easy out. There's no Mm. on Colorado, there's no easy guys. You gotta worry about everybody on this team. Yes. It's just
1: they're all
0: and the shot totals are already Ballooning up for Colorado. It's 15-6 advantage in shots on goal. Shocker there. And, uh, yeah, Ingram's already had to make 14 saves. And the one goal he gave up, I mean, do we want to talk about that crazy goal where the puck, like, literally went through the netting? It was shot so hard. Went right up underneath the water bottle.
1: It did. Through the net. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, I was a little peeved that they let the game go on without even looking at it or anything. It was like, if you think there's yeah. any kind of question, stop, stop the game, check it out. Don't wait a minute and a half later, and you know
0: what ha- I'm glad it didn't happen to either team, obviously. But could you have imagined if someone would have gotten hurt during that minute, minute of a and a half of yeah. game time that didn't count? I mean, yeah. that would have been really bad.
1: Or what if but it uh, didn't
0: happen? Obviously,
1: like but- what if the Predators would have scored? would they have taken that away I mean how's that work I've never I, even heard of that before. I guess they so, would yeah they would have oh my gosh you want to talk about that
0: place going bananas if that was oh happen. yeah it was
1: bad enough as it was <clears throat> yeah for sure all right all right so Kyle says reason for
0: optimism we've got our backup goaltender for sure figured out in Connor Ingram that's a good one I think that we have a good solid young nucle- nucleus foundation to build around. So that makes me feel really good and kind of tied into that is the prospect pool. So we're talking Mm -hmm. about players who haven't made the NHL jump yet. The Preds prospect pool keeps getting better and better. It keeps getting stronger and stronger. I know Kyle follows the prospect pool very closely. I know we all follow on the future and they're the best follow out there to stay up to date on all the Preds prospects. So, um, What do you think about that, Kyle? Do you think that's a good reason for optimism? I have a ton of – I've had optimism the last couple years based on how the prospect pool just keeps getting better and better to the point where even if we do have to go through a little bit of a rebuild, I feel really good about the players who are coming up.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, good talent that's already in the system and has came in recently. And then there's, there's a couple of guys that's been around for a bit that have been playing really well. Uh, Go, for instance, Milwaukee's in their uh, second game of the playoffs. They've uh, already won their first two. Uh, They'll play again Wednesday night uh, against the Manitoba Moose in the playoffs. So far, Tommy Novak, who spent a little bit of time in Nashville, uh, four points in two games. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, he's been playing extremely well. Uh, Jeremy Davies came back down, was brought up by the Preds for that last game, got sent back down. He got a point in, uh, Milwaukee the next night. Um, one of, uh, my favorite prospects and Eric over at on the future, uh, he, uh, we've both been really high on this guy for a while. And that's, a uh, you Parsonen, who is a uh, Swedish, uh, he's played in uh, TPS, in the Liga for the last Liga. several years. Um, he came over uh, this last week, started both of the playoff games. He got his first North American professional point in his first game. Uh, he's played very well. Uh, if you look at some of the videos of Parsonen, uh, he reminds me a lot of Grandland, mm. only maybe he's a, a lot bigger. Um, mm. I like that comparison, though. He sure. He's very good defensively, and he's extremely good with the puck. Very soft hands, excellent passer. Uh, but he's 6'2", 203, hmm. versus Granlin being a smaller guy. He's – I really love watching this kid. He, he does some nice things with the puck. Um, he had – in TPS this year in Liga, he had 41 games and 32 points, um, was player of the week a few times goal of the week, a few times, just hands. Uh, I'm telling you people go watch a video or two and just watch this kid puck handle something to behold. Uh, for sure. And, and, and going on to the one that I've probably posted way too much about this week. Um, <laughs> And an insane amount of memes and everything else is uh, Yaroslav Askarov has made his way to North America. It's been a whole ordeal. Uh, I I have followed this kid since the day he was drafted. I've watched junior hockey in Russia in full Russian broadcast while at work. Um, and trying to hide my phone. I hope uh, your boss isn't listening, Dad. It's Kentucky, they don't know what hockey is, much less hey, that's right. hockey. <laughs> You're right. uh, just tell them, just tell them it's
1: a U.K. basketball game, they'll never know the difference.
2: Yeah, no, no, they'll be like, Oh, can we watch? Uh, no, that's true. Yeah.
1: yeah, maybe don't do that. <laughs> yeah, around here,
2: tell them it's a Louisville basketball yeah, game. I say it's U of L, and they'll there. be like, Ew. Hey, that's all
0: right. Hey, that's all right. My boss, my boss thinks is that it's the NFL hockey playoffs so i think i'm
2: safe <laughs> yeah but anyway, uh, yaroslav uh, he was starting a ton of games over the last couple of years going back um and I, I was just looking there a minute ago he actually started less games this year than david riddick did
1: wow that's crazy that is crazy yeah, yeah. yeah. um
2: uh, I think how many does Riddick have again? Riddick has 17 games played, and Yaroslav has 15. So he's wow. played two less games in the last year than David Riddick has. And uh, and David Paul, uh, I don't give Paul a lot of credit <laughs> on a lot of things, but he he came out and said. You know, his team over in Russia is punishing him because he will not sign an extension. No, that's and wants just to come it's here. So sad. It it's so ridiculous. You can see think, the
0: pure joy. You can see the pure joy on Askarov's face that he's here over here now, though. For sure.
1: Yeah. He he looked really happy at Hattie B's and standing in front of the wings in Nashville <laughs> and riding in a pedal car, pedal tavern and at Talladega. Yeah. He's just jacked, jacked up. He was everywhere. everywhere. He was, he was all, was all the over the place. see how he managed
2: it, but. Even made a trip to Gatlinburg that day. That's <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, let's get awesome. you
0: up, let's get you updated on this game real quick. What's going on now? We're in the second period. It is still one to one, and the Preds are starting to get a little bit of zone time. I don't know, gentlemen, if you notice the same thing I'm seeing. It's not necessarily leading to a bunch of uh, shots on goal, but they are getting zone time. the uh, The Avalanche have blocked a ton of shots tonight. Unfortunately. But at least the Preds are starting to break out and transition a little bit better, and they're starting to get a little bit of zone time, and they're starting to force Colorado to at least play a little defense. For sure, (laughs) is that so much to ask? Is that too? Yeah,
1: for sure, absolutely. It's crazy. Um,
0: Uh, do you have any other reasons for optimism going into the season, Rich? That we haven't already. The big ones we've already kind of named, but um...
1: um, I don't know if it's gonna happen. But I'm kind of looking forward to uh, David Poyle opening his checkbook and spending some of that cap money and maybe getting some other people who can score. That's a good
0: one. I didn't even write that one down, but that is such a good one.
1: I really want to see – I know they're not going to change. Aside from Forsberg possibly leaving, some of your big names aren't going to be leaving, but I would like to see them – I want to see some changes for sure. Let me throw this
0: out there. Let me throw this out there for you. If they don't reach Forsberg, then they're really going to have a lot of money to spend.
1: For sure. The, I was thinking about that earlier, though. It's going to take a lot of money to woo somebody to come here, though. You're, you're going to have to pay, you know, like it's going to take a lot. Who, like, who, who's going to be an excited player in the NHL I, to want to come know. and play for Nashville?
0: Well, I will. All right. Just to push back on that a little bit. That's fine. I, yeah. I, I do I, I, want I do think that a lot of young players who are trying to maybe build a name for themselves, maybe they're not on superstar level mm-hmm. yet, would want to come play in a town okay. like Nashville. That's,
1: that's good. I yeah, mean, that's... play in
0: front of this atmosphere. You hear away teams say all the time, how great of an atmosphere, a road atmosphere Nashville is at Bridgestone arena. So if in Nashville is a very desirable city to live right now, so in that regard, I do think it could still be very appealing I, I to, so. uh, free, to free agents out there. But you're right, though, Rich, it do, it's a bad look on the organization if they let a player like Philip Forsberg just go mm-hmm. and, and yeah. they don't pay him. Yeah, but just I'm telling you, it's it, <clears throat> there's a wrinkle in all of this because of Forsberg's really bad timing to not produce anything. Oh, yeah, in the free sure. playoffs.
1: For sure. So, you go through you go through the majority of the season, and Forsberg was playing well. DeShane was playing well. Yossi was playing out of his mind. And then you get into the playoffs, and nobody else was scoring, though. You know, you didn't have a lot of that secondary scoring. And then you get in the playoffs, and those guys aren't producing, and you don't have any secondary scoring. I mean, you know, what? this is exactly what – Well, except for, my, except for Yakov Trenin. Except for Yakov Trenin. I will give him props because – I think until he scored the other night, he hadn't scored since like the end of March or something. I can't remember when it was. Yeah. Yossi's <laughs> only got two point only got two points in
0: these three games, which yeah. I mean, only I mean that's it's not like he's horrible. It's not like he's been invisible by any means. He scored yeah. a really big power play goal in game three that got mm-hmm. everyone really out of their seats. For but sure. um gosh, I still can't get that stat out of my head, Rich, that you shared with me. Ryan Johansson, two shots on goal yeah. in three games.
1: And yeah, he's supposed to be a went.
0: top. He's supposed to be a top six center on a playoff team. Yeah, I
1: mean that's just yeah. Yeah, it's inexcusable. Bad. It's inexcusable. Bad. Yeah, bad time to be going silent. And now I will say though, Colorado. I think that first game really rattled Nashville, and and I can kind of see why they might not be producing as much. But you gotta you gotta suck it up and just. You got to push through, but I don't know. It's just very disappointing, like we said earlier. Hey, <clears throat> Kevin Fiala's a UFA after this year.
2: If we're bringing back, if we're bringing back, I would Ever love to have him today, back. Why not? I, I would love to have Kevin Fiala back. I, yeah. I'm going through here, and there are so many UFAs that Nashville has to worry about. It is
1: ridiculous. Hey, that's we, – we, they need to do something, that's for sure, because what's, what's happening now isn't cutting it, so. And, okay,
0: so here's one <laughs> more reason I have for optimism. I actually am a little optimistic that maybe finally David Poyle is going to realize he has to shake some things up and realize mm-hmm. that he has to think more about the long game and not the short game. When it comes to um, fixing this team, and it might take a couple years. You might have to take it's one of those scenarios where you might have to take two steps back to eventually take ten steps forward.
1: Exactly.
2: If you're gonna be bad in a draft year, next year's the year to do it. There you go. Mike Twitter's um, in,
1: boys. We haven't seen talked to him in a while. Oh wow. He said, You know, what Fiala is up? Is Mike Twitter, we have
0: not seen you in a while, man. What is yeah. up? He says, You know, Fiala is one of my favorites. Oh, hey. Yep.
2: I hey, Fiala won me the fantasy that. championship, so. There you go. Oh.
0: Yeah, by the way, congrats on that, Oh,
2: your,
1: yeah. Your, so, yeah, Kyle's going to get one of the Catfish and
0: Ice uh, podcast hats. Also, yeah. so a merchandise update for everybody.
1: Oh, yeah. Just
0: got sent in order today. We've got three hats coming in, and we've also got bang T-shirts that are being made today as we speak hopefully we will have those available in the next week or two so we are excited about that very cool
1: oof oof what happened all right so no, that's some reason cody glass optimistic. just
2: about got one oh, oh that would be Lord. so that would be
0: so great to see cody glass score oh, that would be- oh yeah he about deflected
1: and- it oh boy he sure did
2: <clears throat> He sure did. Tolvanen had they're a rocket and a shot. They're starting to create some chances. Oh. This line has looked good.
0: I mean, they're starting. They're starting to make Francis make some saves. Speaking of which, Darcy Kemper is out tonight. Yep. You guys want to address the whole uh, controversy that <sighs> the Avs made the that not all but some Avs fans they made a controversy out of nothing basically.
1: Would you call Trying it a to nothing say Johnson?
0: Yeah, I called it a nothing burger. Um, They made it seem like Ryan Johansson is some horrible person, some goon for no reason at all. He has no reputation of being a goon. And they wanted to act like, oh, yeah, he intentionally went to poke Kemper's eye out with the blade of his stick. Like, I can't think of hardly any player in this league that would ever do something like that on purpose, first of all.
1: Yeah, so I had said something about – he johansson would have to be some kind of wizard to purposefully stick put his stick in that little spot that is about as wide as a as a hockey stick is to begin with and uh justin gambino said uh yeah he can't even angle a stick to score goals let alone stick it through somebody's face mask so that was pretty funny i like yeah quite a bit um that was good yeah man it was that was a freaky thing that happened and yeah, some 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 people did not like it, or and thought it was maybe intentful. But is that a word? Intent. There was intent.
0: Well,
2: so I think everybody's a lot of them's made it into Johansson is a. If you've watched the movie Slap Shot, they call the guy <laughs> Doctor Hook and Colorado Scores. Uh, I think it was.
0: Yeah, I was I was waiting Uh, for you guys. I was waiting for you guys to get caught up in the stream before I reacted. Yeah,
2: yeah. Anyways, uh...
0: (laughs) and it was it was Cal it was Cal McCarr too. So Uh, uh.
1: whatever. Mm -hmm.
2: I think Jano partially blocked it, and it changed direction.
1: It was one of those weird. Oh, yeah. It, went and it hit the bar and shot in. Oh, nothing they can do about that. All right. But, anyways, All right. All right. I think they're making
2: him into Dr. Hook, the captain of the Bulldogs at the end, <laughs> uh, where they said he carved a guy's eye out with his stick. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they're trying to make
1: Johansson into him.
2: <laughs> so I, I yeah. have to
1: admit, I have to admit something right now. Um, I've never watched Slapshot. Rich, I'm going to come to
2: your house and make you watch it. I'm going to watch it for (laughs) sure.
1: I'm going to watch it when the season's over for sure. I've never – I mean, I obviously know what it is. Oh, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. Rich, if you're going to watch it when the season's over, that means you can go ahead and watch it after we get done recording this podcast episode tonight because that's when the season's going to be over. (laughs) I'll cue that up. Then. All right. I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm so negative right now, but I try to warn y'all that I was probably gonna lose my uh you know what during this episode. I
1: told you. And, um, and I told you I'm cranky as well. It's lack of these late nights. But well it's I can all only good. imagine
0: what you, I can only imagine what Kyle's going through. He gets up at the he gets up before the the
2: uh the roosters yeah, get you, up
1: and before the birds. Yeah, I get wake up I
2: wake and, the rooster up. Uh don't you have to be at work yeah. like it?
1: six or something in the morning
2: yeah i have to be at work at six but i'm normally up at 4 30 to do stuff like uh for kids and stuff like that right, right so i have yeah i have no room to talk honestly but um yeah yeah, yeah i'm running on caffeine and anger at the moment <laughs> caffeine <laughs> and anger that's a bad mix that is our next shirt
0: oh man <clears throat>
1: fueled by anger. caffeine oh. and hate <laughs>
0: I'd Let's talk violence. about this, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about this. What has been the most exciting, entertaining first-round series so far? I'm going to have to say it's a toss-up between Toronto-Tampa Bay and Minnesota-St. Louis. And the reason why I say Toronto-Tampa Bay is because you've got all the star power on both of those teams. you got reasons to dislike both teams. And want the ever? A lot of people probably want them both to lose at the same time, but that's you want to talk about a series. It's literally gone back and forth each game. Each team just trading haymakers. That's probably been the most exciting series so far to me is Tampa Bay Toronto.
2: I'm gonna go with Oilers and Kings. Oh, another two two series. Yeah, uh, and it's just because you have all this lopsided star power on the Oilers and you've got this scrappy uh, Kings team and you've got two goaltenders who a lot of people say should already be retired and that's true. And I hate the Oilers. So (laughs) I think they're pompous And I really want to see them lose. Pompous. Pompous like that. Um, Uh,
0: I'm not going to have any issue at all cheering for the LA Kings in the next round. if They make it there that they will be a very easy team to cheer for.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with, and not just because I like them, the Boston Carolina series, because Boston was down to nothing and came back and won the next two. And the last one was in, uh, Really uh, surprising fashion with how how well they okay. played. And did you um, see? Um, did you yeah. see uh,
0: Tony D'Angelo De- get his?
1: Uh, he did. He that uh, was pretty funny. Martian had yeah, some choice words. Yeah, they were they were going at it. Yeah, but I think They're that's going. that's been pretty exciting because I even after Boston lost and I watched the first two games, I was like. They're done. There's no. They can't keep up with with uh, Carolina. But we both said that. I was, wrong. I was yeah, Right there with sure. you yeah. beating
0: that drum. I think I predicted Carolina in five. So I've already gotten one first round uh, yeah. series wrong prediction. Sure. But yeah. um,
1: yeah, yeah. Obviously, we got a. Um, Omar is in here again. Too many power plays opportunity for them this series. Bad penalties. Boy, amen. You got that right. There's. Not but true we words unfortunately. Thanks for the
0: comment, Omar. But, but unfortunately, we already felt like that was going to happen. You know, yep. regardless, yep. we just knew that there was no way the Preds were going to be able to keep from taking penalties. Unfortunately, yep. we just had to hope against hope that somehow yep. uh, the Preds would be able to at least hang with them on the scoreboard, or maybe, mm-hmm. uh, oh no, we got a breakaway. Oh, a breakaway, but Connor Ingram comes up strong and makes the save. There you go. Uh, That had 3-1 written all
1: over it. More experience. That had 3-1 written all over it. So our friend um, CJ and noted Boston hater uh, says Boston always finds a way. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. Their little window's closing too, so. By the way, CJ's one of the the, one. CJ
0: is one of the ones getting a hat. We got him a hat coming.
1: That's right. And he says this, which so, is so true. Connor Ingram is going to be a stud. Yes, he is. He's all well right. Away. So, Connor
0: Ingram completely rejects Cal McCarr for his second goal of the night. So, at least we got that.
1: McCarr won't start. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, uh, that was good.
2: Talking about goalies, uh, Somebody I didn't talk about from Milwaukee was Devin Cooley, and he has been amazing. That kid has faced so many shots; uh, it's really ridiculous.
0: So Devin, so Kyle, you think uh, Devin Cooley will be Eskarov's backup in Milwaukee next year? Like, where does Devin Cooley go I, from here? Like, is there? I feel like he's going to be the odd man out, even though he probably does deserve to start for an AHL team you know I honestly see them
2: see them go 50-50 probably okay. mm. um I mean Cooley in the these first two playoff games has went uh he's faced 86 shots in two games wow he's he saved <laughs> 83 so wow. mm. 965 save percentage
1: pretty
2: impressive As, uh...
1: When has has he been the backup all season? He has, right? Yeah, him and Ingram
2: have been a pair. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's what I thought.
0: Okay. I know I've got some I've got some series storylines here from this from Pred's Av. So I want to touch on some of the biggest storylines that we've seen. First, what do you guys think of Matt Duchesne? Um and all the hatred he gets from ass fans. And he was getting the Duchesne sucks chance in the first two games. They were letting him have it. I mean, they, they were. were relentless. And he still, I know the game was out of hand at that point, but then he scores on a breakaway as a full arena of angry fans are yelling, Duchesne sucks. That was my favorite. That's something I'm always going to remember. Series. I'm going to try oh, not to I remember this series for too long, but I'm always going to
2: remember that. Yeah. Oh my God, Phil. I know you've already saw it, Chad. Did he score? What? No.
1: No? No?
0: Oh. It's just, I don't know what's going on with him, man. I don't know know if it's all in his head. I bet I know. (laughs) Oh, come on, come on, come on. Oh. Preds just had a really good chance, but Francis turns him back. Mm. There's a big, juicy rebound left out there, too. Preds on the rush again.
2: Oh, oh, yes, we are tied. Sweet. I'm they really kept, hoping it's Duchesne that scores this.
0: Okay, wait till you see this, guys. They just oh my god, it's,
2: oh, it's Trennan again. Is it really? They kept
0: pounding away, though, they kept pounding away at it. I mean, Francis made go. a fir- the first couple saves, Trennan finds the loose puck off the rebound. Does a little spinorama type of goal a little bit. Yeah, a little spinorama and just fires it.
1: I love like Yakov turning so a much.
2: Pretty shot.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's what been the best
2: player of the playoffs. Pretty.
1: Him and Duchesne. Absolutely. It's, it's
2: not even close. No, he's
0: past Duchesne. He's past Duchesne. Yeah, For it's sure. it's Ingram one. It's Ingram one, Trennan two, Duchesne three. If we're, if we're ranking best best performances so far in this series, what a oh which is man! hard to do.
1: Right above that was pretty. Right above his shoulder. Absolutely. I mean,
0: there's nothing Francis can do about that. He, he <laughs> literally put Trenin literally put the puck where no one could get it. Like it was.
1: Yep. Ugh. CJ said Yakov Trenin will be a stud if used right. Carl Taylor knows how to use Trenin. He needs to be an assistant in Nashville if Hines still has a job.
0: Agreed. If. That's a big if, CJ. I'm still not yeah. convinced that he's coming back
2: next year. I mean, <clears throat> Hines. Oh, um, yeah, nah. I don't know if y'all follow him, but uh, Angry Preds fan on Twitter, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, he Take said, forget about playoff Colin Wilson. We're in the playoff Yakov Trenin era.
1: There you go. There you go. Timmy. to
2: me. I mean, he's not, me. he's not wrong.
0: He's not wrong at all. All
1: right. All right man, we've it's... already kind
0: of touched on Fordberg as a storyline in this series, but let's get into it a little bit. What do you guys think, if anything, this impact will have his pl- no show in the playoffs so far? What impact is that going to have on David Poyle? And if he signs him, should it have an impact on David Poyle? Uh, what do you think? Do you – as your as your thought process on bringing back Forsberg has hit changed it all based on how Forsberg has played in this series. What do you think,
2: Kyle? I think if you don't bring him back at this point, you need to lose your job. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it. Either he co- either he signs a contract back in Nashville or David Foyle needs a new job. That's because because you have. A- yeah, cuz you
0: you could have traded him away. You could have traded him no. away and gotten a huge haul out of him. Yeah. yeah.
2: You've you've put your team so far back if you don't keep him, that it's just unforgivable. Mm. That's that's my opinion on it. It's there's not an option. You just have to throw money at it. And it's regardless of what happens in the playoff
0: series. Yeah, even if Forsberg's not scoring, he's kind of cut blank. That still doesn't matter. You're in this position where you have to sign him because you've already mm-hmm. missed that opportunity to trade him and get a huge haul out of him. So now you're kind of stuck with him.
1: Yeah, I do. Oh, no. Obviously, so my, I think that the whole not signing him and all, the, all that business, I think – that has been kind of detrimental to the team. Truthfully, I think it's caused some problems. It it looks like he's obviously got something going on where he's not playing what he is capable of playing. And I think if you do sign him, he can't command the money that he was going to get because you just cannot go into the playoffs you know, playing the way you were and then have nothing show, have nothing at all. It's just, it just can't happen. Just can't happen. Yeah. But if he it's does want, just- if he does, if he does wind up leaving, I, I would, I'm, I would be glad to see them use that money to get someone of his caliber or higher. And that's, that's the one good takeaway, I guess is, yeah, you yeah. could have traded him and got some prospects and some other stuff, but now you can take that money and woo a, a player that's as good as or better than him. So that's would be – Well, if if anything, though, maybe if, – if anything, yeah.
0: if anything, Forsberg's lack of playoff production might give Poyle a little bit more leverage to be like, hey, you yeah. can try your luck on the open market, but I don't know if you're going to get as high of a price as you thought you were going to get. Now Mm -hmm. that you've not shown up in the playoffs, so his price maybe Forsberg's price goes down a little bit on the open market, and then Poyle can sign him for cheaper than what he would have been able to sign him for. For I don't know. I I mean, it's we're at the second interim now, by the way, everybody, and it is two to two. Preds, they're they're they, I didn't like the way they opened this game. Like the first three minutes of the game, I thought they looked dejected, I thought they looked like they were sleepwalking, they didn't look good. But ever since then, they have woken up, and i got to pull some of those thoughts back a little bit because they have at least shown that they're not going to lie down.
1: And they've pulled within five shots. Uh, yeah, Colorado's that got was a 23. a really actually was got 18.
0: Even though they gave up the goal to McCarr, that was a really, really strong period. Maybe right. one of their best periods of the series. For sure. So far.
1: CJ says, I think it will show that there's a change that needs to be made in the locker room. Absolutely anything that will breathe – a new energy and a different mindset to focus on game day. Yes. That's what I want to see next season. It's some new energy. I got
0: another. For sure. Gentlemen, I got another question for you here. Another tough question. Let's see what you guys think about this. How much would, would UC Soros have changed this series? Would it have meant maybe the Preds only losing five? Do you think it wouldn't have made it a difference at all? Connor Ingram is doing exactly what UC Soros would have done. What do you guys think? Just hypothetically speaking, I'm going to start and say I don't think Soros would have made that big of a difference. I think I still think the Preds are in the same exact position right now. I still think they're down 3-0. Um, Maybe game one wasn't as lopsided. Maybe game one wasn't as lopsided. But game two, UC Soros can't score goals for the team just like Connor Ingram can't score goals for the team. So, you're probably still losing game two, even if Soros matches what Ingram did. Game three, I mean, the Preds had some goal production, but mm-hmm. those goals that Colorado was scoring, I mean, those are going to be tough for even UC Soros to make. I just think it's the same result. I still think you're down 3-0. Yeah,
1: the, the, I want to say that it would have made a difference, but I don't I don't know if the first one would have been as lopsided like you said. Um, and, and what you said about game two is absolutely correct. The team, you know, the team in front of him didn't score enough goals. And, you know, there's nothing he can do about that. Um, yeah, I would, I would like to, I would like to think it would be closer. Um, but I think we'd still be at the same spot probably we are right now. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. The goalie's not going to fix the
2: defensive breakdowns. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's,
0: yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not a knock on Soros. It's not. We're not saying, you know, oh, Soros is a non-impactful player. And he wouldn't have made a difference. Yep. It's just the. It's just the fact that that's not goaltending is not the reason why the Predators are down 3-0 in this series. It's that simple. Yeah. Except yep. for the first period in David Rick, that's the only caveat there. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: and even and even sorry Lindsay, even when you look at that too. Not 100 percent his fault. Um, Not 100 percent. No, but but Correct. several soft goals that he could have stopped for sure. But I maybe Soros,
0: may if Soros maybe. was in or if Ingram was in, maybe they would have made those maybe. saves.
1: But maybe. we'll never know. But yeah, once once they jumped on on to him like that, he got rattled as well. I mean, that's that's just demoralizing. It's got to be
0: final question I have, burning question I have about this series that I want to ask you guys. Is this team better than they were a year ago when the Canes knocked them out of the playoffs?
1: No. Is this I team better? I can't. What do you think? Uh, no. You? I can't say that. Um, they're looking now... And at the end of this season, they're looking about how they looked before they turned it around last season. Because and and then and then obviously we know what happened with that. And they they played really well and, and got into the playoffs. And you know the the Hurricanes were awesome as usual, and they they took it to you know didn't uh, took it to six games. So yeah, there's no I. This team, at the end of the season, the way they've dropped off and how they're playing now, I just – you I, I can't say that at all. <clears throat> what do you think, Kyle? Do you think they're better? Do you think
0: they're
2: the same? Do you think they're worse? I think they're different. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not uh, – this is a hard question. Uh, it is. Yeah. I won't. I, it's hard to say that they're better or worse, but they're different, and the matchup is so much different. Right. Uh, like, I think I, if they I would have matched against Calgary, I think they would have been more competitive just yeah. because of the complementing styles between the two teams. Mm-hmm. They just can't, they're not built to catch up to an avalanche team, they don't have the speed. No. Uh, It's just – Regardless of what's going on in
0: this – Regardless of what's going on in this series right now and the fact that the Preds might very well get swept at the end of tonight, I still think this team is slightly in a better place than where they were a year ago. And the reason why uh, is even though we don't like the end result right now, the fact of the matter is, the Preds still made the playoffs when virtually every expert in prediction out there in preseason picked the Preds to finish seventh. I didn't even see anybody predict the Preds to be a wild card team this year. It was right. all seventh place. The only team people predicted to finish behind the Preds were the Coyotes. So nope. um, there's that. True. Then number two. You are a year later, and you have an extra year of development for all these young core players that we brought up earlier. They've all got an extra year of NHL experience that we can take forward with us. So I do think this team is slightly better, and I agree with Kyle, too. They're just different. But I actually think that means that they're slightly better. And I'm sorry, I think a lot of teams would be getting swept by Colorado right now.
1: That's true. yeah.
0: Not just the Reds. I mean, it's that's not yeah. good Colorado
1: yeah, that's why I've said <clears throat> all along we shouldn't be surprised that this is happening, truthfully.
0: I could see yeah. I could see Colorado sweep LA. I could see yeah, Colorado right. sweep Calgary, or at least beat Calgary in five. I, I think <laughs> they would probably yeah. beat Dallas in
1: five. Buzzsaw, um, I mean that's yeah. just my point. CJ said they're not better, but the direction seems to be going the right way if they make the changes needed this offseason. Yes. Yeah one hundred percent true. All right,
0: everybody, thanks for following along and listening. This is episode 128 of Catfish on Ice. We're waiting for the third period to get underway. It's two to two, Preds and Avs tied here in game four. Let's see if we can avoid the sweep. All right, speaking of that, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is underway. Mm. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting, Hockey playoffs out there. And that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, of course, we have an unbelievable offer for you right now. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. Win or lose. Easy money for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details if you need gambling help and for responsible gambling practices. There's also DraftKings same-game parlays where you can cash in big on a payday. You can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. And also, I can tell you because I use DraftKings every time, every day when I'm betting on sports. It is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. That's DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code THPN. Go do that. All right, everybody. Let's move along here as we're about to watch the third period. Um, let's see here. Let's talk about uh, Barry Trotz, guys. <laughs> And I, I was blindsided by this day. New York Islanders, I don't know what 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 they're thinking here. I don't I can't understand why Barry Trotz deserves to be fired for one season with first of all, let me share this tweet from Matt Larkin on uh, Twitter. Uh Matt Larkin put out uh Barry Trotz's Barry Trotz's four seasons with Islanders, one season Jack Adams, coach of the year. Second season, final four loss to the eventual Cup champion. Third season, final four loss to the eventual Stanley Cup champion. His fourth season, this season, 13-game road trip to open the season, 50 games in 99 days to end the season. There has to be more that meets the eye in canning David uh, Barry Trotz. So that's what Matt Larkin says. and I totally agree with everything in that.
1: Yeah, it was <clears> – <throat> Pretty baffling to me, especially after because I saw the same tweet you just read, and I was like, "They don't even get to play in their their own arena for the first thirteen games, and that is ridiculous." And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what do you and what then? Do you uh, do? Our guy,
0: our guy Chris Mason, who uh, played under Barry Trotz, put out unwarranted, in my opinion, decimated by injuries by COVID. Season was over before it got started. Someone going to reap the benefit. The Chicago Trotz Hawks. <laughs> I, swear if Barry Trotz, I swear if Barry Trotz becomes the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, it will crush me like nothing's ever crushed me before. I cannot – it would crush me just like if I had to see Pecorine play for the Chicago Blackhawks. It would. It's almost that bad. Not quite on that level, but I'm telling you it's going to be I, – because I think he would fix the Blackhawks. That's what scares me. I could totally see him becoming the head coach of the Blackhawks and and fixing that team.
1: Yeah, that would entirely be entirely possible. Entirely possible just, and not it good. It scares
0: everything out of me. <clears throat> not
1: but good that doesn't
0: mean necessarily that I think – well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if John Hines does – not get re signed and they pursue Barry Trotts. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility, gentlemen, especially with David Poyle. You know, David Poyle's love for Barry Trotts. Yep. It is not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just telling you, it's not.
1: The people who seem to have their wits about them want uh, Carl Taylor from Milwaukee. I would love that. I would love Carl Taylor. They and should I have brought they,
0: Carl Taylor, should have been the head coach before it was John Hines.
1: Uh, yeah. I agree. Um, Would it be cool to see Barry Trotz back? I'm sure it would be very awesome. And he might be able to take these guys and mold them into something uh, a little more than – better than what they are right now. But, you know, maybe – then again, maybe not. It might be a failed experiment. So, who knows? Kyle's just over there shaking his head.
2: (laughs) I just – I don't know that it's a good idea to go back to the well, as it were, on coaches. Uh, I think you need new well, ideas sometimes. Uh, yeah. And then again, you've got Trotz's legacy in Nashville, and you don't want to – if this team ends up going sideways pretty bad, you don't want that on Trotz. Right.
1: That's that's a good well, point. Well, also, Barry
0: Trotz's coaching style and his systems, I mean, it, he's very defensive-oriented. He's very low-scoring. Um, and I don't know if he would be the right fit for this team that really has a lot of good young offensive players coming up through their system. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would be a good match with the young nu- nucleus that we were just talking about, this young core of players that are coming up through this system. Would that be a mm-hmm. good match in Barry Trotz's system?
1: Right, but but had that. he had had he had them this year and last year, maybe it would have been a good fit, a better fit. But like you said, with the with the players that could be coming up, they're kind of going to move towards a little bit more. Uh, I'm just saying, faster, unfortunately, faster, for, unfortunately
0: for Kyle, he's going to have to listen to this stuff for a while all, oh, yeah. all off season until John Hines gets a new contract. Um, you're going to hear Barry Trotz needs to come here all off season. So just get ready for it, Kyle. It's going to oh, wow, probably I drive you up the wall. But.
1: Our resident Admirals friend CJ says, Taylor has only been a head coach for the Admirals three years, was an assistant coach for the Stars and Wolves for five years. Players coach knows how to adjust but rebound as well. And he knows all these guys. <laughs>
2: considering most of the team next year is going to be people that's came up from Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: (sighs) (sighs) All
0: right. We're still in the second intermission waiting for the third period to get started. These late starts really have me like just completely thrown off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whatever happened to a good old fashioned 7 PM puck drop.
1: Yeah. Especially since it's in Nashville, Lindsay. Oh, wow. Lindsay's in. in. She's probably on the edge of her seat. I think the Flames are winning like one nothing right right now.
0: This must win. Must win for the Flames. They can't fall behind 3-1. No,
1: they cannot. Let's see, check the score. Yeah, they're up one nothing. Start like of the, the second period. Game.
0: That has been yep. such a low-scoring series. I mean, Yep. Wow, the Flames have 39 shots on goal and just one goal.
1: Yep. For sure. Lord have Jake mercy.
0: Ottinger, man. Jake Ottinger, 38 saves.
1: I really like Jake Ottinger a lot. Um, I'm not a Dallas fan, but I like him.
0: Check this out from uh, Preds PR. Yakov Trenin became the fourth NHL player in the last 26 years to score multiple tying goals in a contest where his team faced elimination. Wow, that's a mouthful. All right, it is. I was me, like trying
1: to follow it. It's like, well,
0: I just kept reading. Let me let me say that a little. Sl- <laughs> let me say it a little slower. Bring it around. <laughs> yeah. First of all, the people who look up these like stats right? are just crazy. Like, they like to find a stat like that so quick. All right. Yeah. This is same. per preds pr. Okay. Yakov Trenin became Yakov the fourth Trenin. NHL player in the last 26 years to score multiple tying goals in a contest where his team faces elimination, joining Matt Cook, Scott Hartnell, and Joel Kiviranta. Kiviranta, yeah. So, wow.
1: That's pretty cool, but that is a mouthful. (laughs) Fourth? Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm reading it to try to see if I can process it, but got it. Good for you. I had to read Trin. that
0: slow like three times just to grasp it. That is a pretty cool milestone though for Trennan. So mm-hmm.
1: Kyle Kyle got to trot out his meme with Trennan riding a bear. So that's it's always a good thing to see. Yeah. My I had, favorites. To, had to break that one out. I'll probably keep that one around next year, too. A lot of that's people a, really that. like that one. That's an oldie but a goodie. We like that one a lot. All
0: right. Speaking of which, let's get. All right, guys. I know you guys are, are. You guys watching some good shows right now? What shows are we watching? I think we did the same exact segment last year before the playoffs <laughs> ended, so we're gonna just rehash it and do it again. We are going let's to go ahead and because now that if, once the Preds are out, we're gonna have a lot more free time. We're not gonna be watching hockey as much. We're still gonna watch the playoffs and, and all
1: that. Definitely good stuff, watch playoffs
0: we are going to have some extra time on our hands to probably get back into some really good shows out there. So um I need some suggestions, guys. What do I need to be watching? Kyle, what are you into? What are you watching right now? What shows are you going to be binging? What shows are you binging right now? I
2: actually, just, <laughs> I actually just finished up a show on Netflix called The Pentaveret. Oh, wow. Uh,
1: Okay. And, and,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so, you got to uh, tell I, me about that one. <laughs> I, 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 I saw it popped up and on, uh, it was new out Tavern. this week. Yeah. And it's like four guys mm. in these plague doctor mm. masks and these big, wild looking robes and everything. And then I see Keegan Michael Key is there mm. in the front of it. And I'm like, okay, then. And I get to looking at it, and it's Mike Myers. Oh, wow. That's funny. And he plays like eight or nine different characters in this show. And it's very funny. funny. And it's got everything from really smart humor to dick joke humor in it.
1: No, there you
2: go. (laughs) I mean, uh, it's... Like there's there's gonna be whatever makes you laugh, you're gonna have a little bit of it in it. Um uh, one of the f- and one of the funniest little bits in the whole thing is um if I don't joke to death. Um don't do that. no uh, I, I I'm taking after my hockey team. Um so um away. Uh, one of the funniest little bits in it is uh, part of it, one of the characters is Canadian and they're talking about how much worse like the TV and film quality is in Canada. Mm-hmm. And they drive across the border and the film quality changes as they're driving across the border. Oh, that's funny!
1: It's just that's that's some of that highbrow humor right there. Yeah, I'll oh, uh, check it
2: out. It's it is very funny. It's got a uh, Ken Jong from uh, oh, yeah. hangover. Oh, he's in it. it uh and, yes you know. that's all you had to say right
0: there to get me sold i love that he dude. is pretty funny it
1: Lindsay is. and uh Lindsay and cj said watch moon Knight if you like marvel stuff that's moon
2: Knight was amazing it's
1: pretty good i liked it a lot there's a new uh there's a new star wars show coming out uh here in a, like a week obi-wan, Obi-Wan kenobi you can watch obi-wan oh yeah so.
2: I'd definitely be watching that's,
1: that. That's that's probably good. I can give you a wreck I'm watching something right now that you will not want to watch. Um, my family and I are uh, watching, uh binging Downton Abbey. Mm. So I'm sure you're not going to want to watch that. Um, and you can make faces all you want, but I, I love it. It's fine. <laughs> you can make your What's faces. It about? Wait, what well, is it? It's, it's Victorian England stuff. You uh. It's. Yeah, it's, I'm into it's, some of that old stuff, actually. Yeah, like it's, it's, I love like historically based stuff. It's a, yeah, it's it's a, a a house in in England around the 1910s, 20s, or whatever. It's it's pretty good. I, I've watched it before, but the other thing you need to watch what we do in the shadows. Oh, my God. That yeah, show really, really is hilarious, yeah. and I think you really like it a lot. It's it's very funny. So check that out. I'm All Jackie right. Daytona, regular human bartender. Yes,
0: absolutely. I will check that out. All right, now so I'm for, a me, <laughs> for me, I like really gritty crime dramas. Mm-hmm. I'm really into Kiki just Kiki the bloggers. really –
2: that's what I was gonna blind-
0: okay I gotta get into Peaky Blinders I've only watched like four episodes of Peaky Blinders and then I like oh it just- you haven't
2: even got to the good I know yeah. so I'm gonna Another go one. back
0: and watch I'm gonna go back and rewatch Peaky Blinders all the way through but one, right now you- I'm finished I'm finishing up Ozark right now it's literally oh, yeah. got me so captivated and it's I mean it's literally one of the best shows I've ever watched but I know yeah. if-, if for people who are not into those types of Shows genres as far as just the the uh, crime dramas and and, mm-hmm. s- and suspense and all that. Then I can get why people wouldn't like Ozark. I love Ozark. Jason Bateman is like his mm-hmm. acting is just He's so amazing actor. in that show. And then the girl who plays Ruth Langmore, oh my gosh! Yep,
1: um, I gotta look up
0: her name real quick. I I'm need to watch. Sure that. I never had
1: watched it. Another show you might like it's, is. um
0: Ripper it's a Street big raw show.
1: You might want to look what up Ripper. Ripper Street. It's um, okay. It's about the, the the police inspector who investigated the Jack the Ripper case, but it takes oh, place after. All that. It takes place after Jack the Ripper, but it's that whole area where it all that location where it all happened. Oh yeah, so that's good. So sign me up um, for that. I love stuff little, like that. That that little makes- Jason. Jason Bateman quiz for you. Do you know one of the first shows he was ever on when he was a young child? Any ideas? Uh,
0: I feel like I've seen this before somewhere,
1: but I can't. What'd you say, Kyle? I said Alf. Good, good guess. Little House on the Prairie. Really? That was one one of the first.
0: Oh, wow! Shows he was ever on. Yeah,
1: he actually he was on a couple of episodes toward the end of. about two or three years for the show and well maybe longer than that i don't know but he, he he got adopted by by the Ingalls family so that was one of the first shows he was ever on yep kyle did
0: you finish yellowstone i know you're watching it for a yes
2: while. yes i'm caught up on yellowstone all right it is what about
0: 1883 have you dove into yes, 1883 I, the prequel yes i watched I all, watch all of movie. it it's
2: so good yeah, it's, I've, watching, I've I actually heard it's that. better.
0: I've actually heard it's better than Yellowstone. It
2: probably is. Tim McGraw's amazing. Faith Hill's amazing. Sam Elliott is all always amazing. It's just there it sure is the production it's... of it, the grittiness of it. It's just it's epically well made. Uh
0: just yeah, eighteen. 1883 is on deck for me. That's what I'm yeah, going to watch next. Like I, and I'm I one of those types it. where I really when I I'm one of those types where if I get really invested in a show, I have a really hard time watching anything else. Like no, I have absolutely. to like I have to finish one show before I can move on to the next show. Like I'm Same. weird like that. I can't because then I start getting storylines mixed up, and then mm-hmm. I I'm just yep. I, like it's like I have to focus on one show and get fully invested yeah. in it. That's just especially how I if you're watch
1: watching like similar shows you're kind of like you get mixed oh, yeah, up a little for bit sure yeah i want to watch 1883 it's supposed to be i heard you talk about it and seen some stuff it's good and i love sam elliot man he's one of my and favorite he, actors.
2: better better call saul's back on too and i love that show yeah there's there is a scene in 1883 and it's sam elliot and it is absolutely one of the most heartbreaking scenes of acting i think i've ever watched Really, it is like I'm sitting there and I'm getting all choked up. It's like, good God, man. Uh, it's there's some he, scenes in Yellowstone
0: that are like that too, though. I mean, yeah. it is a really like emotionally
1: charged show, like Yellowstone Ooh, is. Like, uh, you could, like uh, Kevin Costner is
0: just incredible in that show.
1: You can yeah. watch, um, black sales that's an awesome show i've heard that i've heard that uh, it's good. oh man I never binge that that'd be a good show to binge. oh you should watch that's it the, yeah it is it is really and it ends yeah it's it's good what network
0: is that on is that hulu i think that's hulu
1: <sighs> yeah probably it was on it was on stars originally um but then they it's i'm not sure where it's at right now but it's, oh oh oh, oh!
0: We gotta put our TV talk to rest. Cause guess who just scored? That man scored,
1: Philip Forsberg. Oh my gosh! It's about oh. time. Thank goodness.
0: He had a slam dunk goal. I mean, it was a wide
2: open net. Who set him up? Who set him up? Eckholm. 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 That was a perfect play by Eckholm. That's Come a on. team
0: goal. That's
1: that's oh, a wow. That's
0: what you call the line. Get deserves credit for that goal. Awesome. So, the sequence of this goal, Forsberg makes the Forsberg makes the zone entry. Duchesne passes it to Eckholm. Eckholm passes it back to Forsberg, who had basically an open net.
1: There you go, boys. That's how you do it. We're up three oh, wow. to two. Dude, he was way out of the crease. He, yeah, wow. I can't believe he went out that far. <clears throat> yeah, awesome goal. Good to see that. Well, Forsberg is
0: finally on the board. His first point and his first goal of the series. Oh, man. Let's all just really take a deep breath here.
1: Still so much time left. I think they just showed a picture of all the hockey wives wearing their customized uh, jackets that have their husband's name on the back. I think I saw a picture of that.
0: Come on. We need to we need to build some insurance right now. We really need to no lead is safe. No That's a lead. massive
1: goal. Huge goal.
0: Is this the first time they've led in the entire series? I think it is.
1: Well, I think it is. I think you might be right. That sounds right.
0: They definitely they definitely never led in game 3. They tied it twice, but they never <laughs> led. They I'm were sure tied one to one for the one. longest time. No, they definitely didn't lead the first one. <laughs> no, not a. The Preds were down three nothing in game one before I even sat down. Yeah, I know, right? To get comfortable. All right, let's see. Um, and they're really the Preds really are finding a lot of open ice tonight to get in there and and create things. It's just the Avs have blocked a lot of shots tonight that that's made it a little misleading.
1: Yeah, I saw that that earlier. I can't remember how many it was. I think somebody tweeted it. It was like 17 shots, but that's been like during the second period probably.
0: So the block shots on the NHL app are never correct.
1: No,
2: rarely.
0: It's saying that that the Avs only have 10 block shots, but I know that's not right because the Mm Avs had 14 blocks like midway through the second period. So I – you can't don't ever rely on the NHL app for block shots.
1: All I know Absolutely. is they blocked a
0: lot of shots tonight.
1: For sure. Um oh, flames are up two nothing on the stars. Flames yep. just yeah. Johnny Goudreau. Oh, penalty shot. Really?
0: Panthers beat the Capitals in overtime, so now you have another series tied two to two. How many series? Almost every series has been tied two to two, except for the Rangers series and our series. Mm-hmm. If if the Flames win tonight, that'll be another series tied two to two. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's that a really good be. chance that we're going to see a lot of game sevens in this first round. It's looking like it and i love it sign me up yeah, I don't for it mind that at all. don't mind that at all i mean a, a game 7 winner home in the stanley cup playoffs i don't care mm-hmm. if you or if you're a fan of either team or not it's so exciting yep johansson's breaking in ooh a little bit of a weird pass he tried to i hate it when johansson does that sometimes he gets too fancy and instead mm-hmm. of shooting he tries to do mm-hmm. the little fancy behind-the-back no-look pass, and and
2: there was nobody yep. home.
0: Yep. You'll see it here in a second, guys. Yeah, Duchesne
2: stopped oh. instead of
0: – Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. I would also like sometimes to see jo- Johansson more aggressive and try to shoot. I'm oh, yeah, start.
1: Johansson tried to pass it back to Duchesne.
0: What is going on with with, with right now? The dude like laid out flat, face down on the ice, and like pe- people are just playing around him.
1: <laughs> All right, I don't know.
2: The pucks behind him. That. Okay. Oh, <laughs> like he was laying on the puck. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. He sure Here's is. what
0: scares me here's what scares me when it gets all wide open like this. Like there's a lot of open ice. I just feel like the ads are going to just pull a counter strike on us really quick and tie it up before we can blink.
1: Yeah. That's, that's unfortunately that's all it takes is one little mistake. I mean, they just, they're just so,
0: they got so much speed that Mm -hmm. when there's all this open ice, I mean, it just. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think the Preds are going to have to score another goal to win this game. Take this one home. I don't know if, Three to two is gonna be enough. I think the ads got one more goal up their sleeve. We'll nope. see if Connor Ingram can carry Connor Ingram's got some goal support tonight. Let's see if he can carry us home and let's see if we can avoid overtime. I don't want any part of game four overtime. That that just no. that spells disaster for me if it goes to overtime.
1: <laughs> for sure. Let's it just, just let's get this
0: wrapped up in I'll... regulation. We're all ready. we're all kind of ready to go to bed. So Pretz, can you just
1: please some regulation? Please, it would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh. All right, what else do you boys want to talk about? Well, and <laughs> uh, everybody having a great time. It. Is. I am having a great time.
0: I. I. I am really though surprised by the Capitals series. Capitals Panthers.
1: Yeah, that's a good that one. That one's about. one
0: where, I mean, the Panthers have been accused of being a regular season team, and uh-huh. I know tonight, but man, the Capitals are giving them everything they can handle now. Have you been watching that series, Kyle? Uh,
2: uh, a little bit here and there. Um, I know the Panthers got a lot of people back, so I figured they were going to be better um, than what they've been showing. But, um, you look at the Capitals, the Capitals still have so many of those talented guys that they've had forever. Uh, so for sure. You, you've got Oshie and Ovi and Backstrom and Kuznetsov. You've always got a shot.
1: I'm going to so. be honest. I was kind of hoping. I hope that Capitals win. I really like them more than I do the Panthers, so. <clears throat> for sure.
0: All right, we're back. All right, the game is back underway now. Oh yeah, I want to throw I want to throw some love to the to the uh, the fans at the game tonight. I mean, yes, they have been loud, it, and you see them on TV right now, and they're waving the rally towels. They're showing up for their preds. They they were loud right from the opening puck drop. Even when the Avs went ahead one nothing, they were mm-hmm. still making noise. So, I can't believe we still have to answer these questions about is Nashville a hockey town. But, I mean, all you got to do is watch tonight and see how that place is pretty much full. And they're making so much noise, even though they're staring at a sweep and it's been an embarrassing series. I mean, I have a lot of love for
1: those fans that
0: are there cheering tonight.
1: Yeah, we've all been to games, too. We know how it really is. Yep. You go to a middle of the week, you know, Tuesday night game, even during the middle of the season, and it's still a blast. It's always a fun time, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: That Saturday game though was like really. I mean, it made it so clear to me. I mean that that place was playoff loud. I mean it was it yeah. was a really fun experience. It was my first uh, playoff game I went to since like, gosh, probably Before like two thousand. 2000- Definitely before COVID, uh, it would have definitely been the series against the Blues um, oh, wow. when they went on their Stanley Cup run in 2017. Um, and it was I, it was almost as loud. It was probably just as loud as it was in 2017. Like that place was rocking on Saturday. That's awesome. And it was, you know, I mean, the place really was full. And honestly, I thought I would have seen a lot more Avalanche fans. There really weren't a ton in attendance it's cuz they were outside peeing on the building.
1: Oh yeah, Phew.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. That was dumb. I saw
1: that That was ridiculous. For sure.
0: Like, why would you ever think that's like appropriate? I don't know. And
1: and it, and it, and the and it wasn't it wasn't to younger people either. <laughs> they, were, they were definitely uh old enough to know better, that's for sure.
0: Um that oh no, it's cruno. Oh, well, guys. Uh oh. Yeah, the ads just tied it. I All saw right. that one coming from a mile
2: away. Oof.
0: Man. They are just I'm so run accurate. And grab
2: some, I'm gonna run and grab some water real quick. I'll be right All back. Right. You guys your, are, he's gonna disappear
1: guys. into the into his background.
0: It's kind of creepy. That's really creepy,
1: actually. for sure it is.
0: Ah, I cannot that goal. Oh man, man, well, Jeremy, what was jerk what was Jeremy LaZan doing?
1: I'm waiting on the replay. Taves, Devin Ooh, Taves. It
0: looks like uh, Duchesne has a bloody face too.
1: Oh, that's awesome. good.
0: Yeah, LaZan was kind of in no man's land. I don't know what he was doing, but oh, it yeah. was just. Open season on Connor Ingram right in the slot. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. They just called a penalty. Is it going to be a penalty shot? Really? No, not a penalty shot. How, what? So, how did this Duchesne... not in... Hey, wait till you see this. Granlin was in deep.
1: I wonder what happened to. Uh, All right. Deshane.
0: Ooh. McCar's in the penalty box here. Good. Oh yeah, that's a that's a clear penalty. All wow. right. let's see that top 10 power play go to work.
1: Yeah, they need one now.
0: yep McCar had time. to make the hooking penalty. likely McCar saved a goal by committing that penalty though right. That's a penalty you have to take in that situation because Granlin was skating free. Like he was going to have a good chance to score on Francis. So, oh my God. Mm. Come on, guys. And of course, all
1: right. <laughs> I just, <laughs> CJ says, penalize my car. <laughs> That's, <awesome. laughs> That's crazy. Apparently, the Flames are up 3 nothing. Come on,
0: gosh, man! That this power play just can't even get set up. Like they can't even get in the zone.
1: They have struggled. It's been so hard to watch. Yeah, and then giving up. Have they only given up like one shorthanded? In like the first game, I can't remember it all runs together. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been
0: all been a blur to me, to be quite honest.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, was, he read
0: ah. <laughs> like magic.
1: It's a ghost. Oh,
0: wait Freaky. till you see wait, did you Wait till you see this cheap shot that Duchesne took. Or you can tell me if you think it's a she. it was a cheap shot. I think it kind of was. Are they going to show it? Oh,
2: yeah, they just they- did. I haven't. Yeah. Uh. The Avalanche fans are gonna what? say he deserved it. Oh, I'm sure. They have no love loss for DeShane.
0: Oh. All right. What is this power? Pl- oh my gosh. Shorthanded chance, really? Uh Yossi made a sliding block to keep it from a short being a shorthanded chance. Oh my gosh. I don't if this thing goes
1: to overtime, I swear. I know, right? You missed it, Kyle. CJ said, uh, "Penalize my car." <laughs> oh, they just write themselves, don't they?
0: Kyle, what if we put you on the spot and you do a perks picks for this series? <laughs> I can do it. How many you want? I mean, you can pull it out of your ass if you want, but you know, I've uh, <coughs> uh, we haven't. We haven't done a Perks Picks in a long time, and I think a Perks allow. Pick for these for this series would be awesome.
2: The penalty kill has been really bad. The defense <laughs> has been really bad.
1: There you go. There's two. <laughs> um, the offense has the been play. really bad. The power play has been the really bad. Pl- Four or five.
0: <laughs> we do um, got to get Perks Picks back rolling
2: after this week. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be pretty um, Milwaukee heavy. Um. <laughs> I'm okay with
1: that for sure.
0: It's about to be fully 100% Milwaukee um, playoff season here. When the, after tonight, if this game doesn't end in a win, speaking of which, are either of you guys into soccer at all? Have you, have you been kind of getting on the Nash SC, uh, Nashville SC train at all?
1: I I do like soccer. But unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch an SC game.
0: Oh my gosh! Their new their new uh, soccer stadium they just opened up. I've oh seen my gosh! This place is so loud. It is I so crazy. Want to go. Oh no, guys! Oh gosh, AS take the lead.
1: Seriously. Yeah. Oh, they're just dangling with our emotions. Oh, a three on what four, happened huh? Here? <laughs> That's messed up. Nothing they oh can gosh. do about that. I mean, just nothing they can do about that. Mm. I mean,
0: just sitting there waiting for the pup, just open season on Connor Ingram again. And well, look look who was supposed
1: to be covering him.
2: Look, <clears throat> I want you to look.
1: Nakushkin
0: scores. I saw it. I saw what you're saying, Kyle. It was Roman Yossi.
2: Yep.
0: Oh, wow. And Roman, hey, it's starting to come out that Roman Yossi, I mean, he he was puck watching. He was. He absolutely was puck watching. For everything he's done offensively, his defense has not been there
1: at times when you need it. There you go. You got eight minutes. Boys.
0: Eight minutes mm-hmm. to save the season.
1: Yeah, for real. <clears throat> it's crazy. Mm.
0: Well, like I said, we really drew the worst first-round opponent we could have drawn. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I predicted Preds in five, or uh, Avs in five. Yeah, and I, I, think I, and I even... I even narrowed down my prediction and said the Preds would win Game Four. I said that mm. going into the series. I said the Preds will somehow fight hard in Game Four and they'll they'll win Game Four, but then as will yeah. close them out back in Denver. Well, now it's not even look like it's looking like I gave them a little too much credit, and maybe they're not going <laughs> to
1: even win one game in this series. Uh, yeah, their their confidence is definitely shaking, uh, for God. sure. They,
2: they, they can't even carry the puck in.
1: Yeah. The only ones
0: that are able to carry really, the It's going to be a really rough offseason.
1: Yeah. They need to make some wholesale changes. Well, not wholesale, but definitely some stuff needs to change. But you know, whatever happens, if Poyle does make changes, he's going to be damned if you do, damned if you don't. He yeah. made changes last season, and people didn't like that. <laughs> People are still complaining about the line right. trade and for
2: only sure. only played four games.
0: hmm Rich, let's go back and look at our uh first round playoff predictions so far oh, and yeah. see how we're looking. So we both said Avs and five. Flames versus stars. I had stars in six. You had flames in five. That's not looking too good for you there, Rich. Nope. As in, like it's impossible for that to happen. <laughs> uh, we both had <laughs> it's Oilers. Not good. We both had Oilers, but I had Oilers in seven. You had Oilers in five. We both had Blues in six. Here, I was completely wrong about Boston. I had the I had the Hurricanes in five. I didn't think Boston would. Yeah, that prediction was looking good there for a little bit, but oh, absolutely it was. But now um, your prediction of Bruins and seven is looking pretty good. Yeah, that could happen. I had Panthers in seven against the Capitals. That could definitely end up happening. You had Panthers in six. Uh, we were – it's looking like we were both
1: dead wrong on the Rangers. Yes. I gave them a little credit, a little more, but not much. But I don't think it's going yeah, to go had that ran- far.
0: I had Rangers in six, and, yeah, I was way off on that one. And then I had – Tampa Bay and seven, you have Toronto and seven. That's got seven games written all over it. That's absolutely. Series. So we'll see.
1: Yep. that will be the most exciting one, so probably. Like you said.
0: So it's looking like Colorado is like literally probably got to be Stanley Cup favorites right now out of the entire field. Or do you think mm-hmm. they've just do you think they've they just look so good because Nashville's so bad? Or do you think Colorado is just really that good?
1: I think they're really good. They've embarrassed teams a yeah. lot of the season. So, you know, I think they – it's not really surprising. I would have liked to seen a little more fight out of the Predators. It's like you said, they look dejected and just, you know, um, like they've given up a little bit, but – well, I was just looking at
2: Twitter there a second ago, and uh, somebody was saying, "Well, it looks like the Predator Way doesn't work against Colorado. They haven't played the Predator Way. I've yet to see Predators hockey in this entire series." Yeah, there's no, there's playing. no heart. There's no physicality. Mm-hmm. The hits are are not like what they were doing. It's just, yeah. They're trying to play the Av style of hockey and mm-hmm. it's just not gonna work. It's actually well, been that yeah, way for
1: I, a little bit. <laughs> and,
2: and your point,
0: what what did what did I say right when the uh when Forsberg scored that goal and they were up three to two? I said I did not like all this open ice I'm seeing because mm-hmm. I just felt like the speed was gonna burn them and I mean that's kind of what happened.
1: Daggone if they didn't. CJ's got a good question. Who from Milwaukee do you want to see up in Nashville permanently next year? Tommy Novak. Yeah, he says Glass, Novak, and Ingram. I think Glass. I like those three.
0: Glass is going to starting lineup next year. Game yeah. one, he better be.
2: Yeah, I was dude. thinking of Glass already still, being up
0: here, <laughs> and we should still we should still keep Jeremy Davies in mind as well. Mm-hmm. As the third pairing defense next year, I would think. Yeah. Um, It's probably going to be. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking Jeremy Davies. (laughs) Jeremy Davies, Tommy Novak. But then you got to see what the rest of who moves out of this lineup to make that room. Mm -hmm. I mean, Luke Cunning's one everyone's thinking of. Luke Cunning is in everyone's doghouse. For sure. Except
1: John Hines, <laughs> somehow that oh, no one shoot. can figure it out. He took a uh, he took over Harper's spot, is having dirt on Hines. Oh
2: look, McKinnon on a breakout. Matt Benning just straight up ruined Nathan McKinnon's day. Good, yeah. I'm checking out.
0: Let's see. I'm trying to find the. There it is. Contract tracker. Yeah, Luke is going to be a re- restricted free agent.
1: Yeah, Nick At Cousins season. Is UFA. Nick Cousins is
0: gone? You got to get. Yeah. Hey, if Nick Cousins comes back on this team, I'll be completely surprised.
1: Yep. Uh, Rocco Grimaldi is a UFA. Cunning, Matt Luff's an RFA. Yakov Trennan's an RFA. Matt Benning's a UFA. I, I think you got to
0: move on. I think you got to move on from Cunning and Cousins and make room yeah. for Glass to be full time.
1: Get Tommy
2: <laughs> Novak back in this lineup next year. Mm-hmm. The only problem you've got there is uh, Novak and Glass are both centers. Mm. So who are you going to move around center wise to get them up? Sissons isn't going anywhere. Granlin's not going anywhere. Johansson's not going anywhere. That leaves you with one open center spot. You don't think either one of them could play wing if needed?
0: Definitely not Glass. I was thinking Tommy Novak.
2: See, that's. Uh, Novak's a good center. I don't know that he's a good <laughs> thing. Um, he's more like I was talking about his four points in the two games, they're all assists. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's, he's a setup guy. He's, he's, he's a lot oh. in the vein of Ryan Johansson, to be honest. Um,
1: do you think, so, uh, do you think, uh, I know McCarran has played a lot. What do y'all think about where's he, he going to be going? He needs to be in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, And there's nothing wrong with
2: him. It's just his level of talent for the NHL, for what the Predators need, he would fit better in
1: Milwaukee. Um, This is CJ. We need more goal scorers. You got that right.
2: And you can see from the way this game has gone, I know they don't have any points or anything, Mm-hmm. But that fourth line is absolutely buzzing, yeah they are they are putting in work, so I would let those three just roll with each other next year if they're still got chemistry after summer vacation that's canary start um hmm.
0: Start. I, this this is this is just so hard to swallow ending the season this way because of all the big milestones, personal milestones that we got to witness. And it's just like you see all that happen, and then it's like this is the end result we get. A sweet, right. a pretty lopsided yeah. sweet. I mean, it's just like a really heavy dose of humble pie. I mean I don't even know what else yeah, to say.
1: For sure. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Is it like is it that the central division is so strong or is it just the predators just I
0: mean the central division did put five teams in the playoffs. So yeah. That's the they were the only division to put that many teams in the playoffs. Yeah. I so, cannot believe we might I cannot believe we might be watching the last couple minutes of
2: Philip Forsberg in a Predator's uniform. Oh, wow. You know, uh, talking, it reminds me of a... I watched all the Dark Knight trilogy the other day. Mm. Um, and it reminds me of a quote from uh, Bane in those movies. There can be no true despair without hope. There you go. This team gave us hope, and now we are experiencing
1: the true despair. Yeah. Yeah. If you could even understand what Bain was saying, Yep. <laughs> Good pull there with the with the Batman.
0: All right. Probably gonna they're probably gonna empty the net here in a second, right? I don't see.
1: You, yeah, I don't see you like they have any much of a choice. I mean, as, as soon as the they, puck.
0: I mean, there's like just there's just under three minutes left in regulation now. As soon Face as off you get control of the puck, empty the net. Just go for broke. I mean, it's the end of your season. Just see what you can pull off here. But like you I said, can they even get the puck?
1: And can they sustain it <laughs> to to hold on to it long enough to even try to get a shot? Mm. <clears throat> that's the bad, that's the bad thing. The Az are gonna have
0: such an advantage over every any team they face in the second round. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have so much rest. They're gonna be so refer- so refreshed. Oh, Meanwhile, yeah. you've got all these other series probably going at least six, probably even seven.
1: Mm-hmm. That might hurt them I though. I mean not it could. too much. They could bad. maybe they can't even they can't even they get can't. The
0: all right the net's empty
1: okay the
0: net is empty now all right just under 2 minutes left in regulation the net is empty
1: they can't sustain the pressure own
0: face off is coming
1: <sighs> oh
0: my gosh oh my gosh this team's going to look really- so much different next year i'm telling you
1: we
0: we and think you know the team what? look different this year they're gonna if look different does, next year. Way different.
1: If it does, I'm good. Gu- I'm good with it. For seriously, I'm ready for. It. <clears throat> I'm ready for it too. i I'm, There's I need, good
2: things, but there needs to be changes.
1: There does. Yeah, I need oh, to no. see some. Need to see Ooh. some progression. Ooh. Definitely
0: some progression. Your, all right, this is your season right here, fellas. The net's empty. The Preds Damn. almost lost the puck, but they chased it down. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, that's that's your series
1: there. Did they just get an empty net?
0: Forsberg had – no, nope, Forsberg had to take what looks like a interference penalty. Oh. If he hadn't have taken it, then it was going to be an empty net goal. He oh, had to take it.
2: After everything I mean, literally the, let go in this game, and they're going to call that little crap? Are oh you my god! Yeah, that's that was BS. it. <sighs> wow!
0: I mean, he was gonna he was gonna scoop up they, the loose puck and score. So
2: they tried to take freaking Johans and uh, Duchesne's head off.
1: Yeah, missed that one, didn't they? Bloodied
2: him, and they didn't call anything. He literally checked him.
1: Well, <laughs> CJ said. Well, it's tonight. been
2: a very.
0: <laughs> everybody, first of all, we want to tell everybody we've really enjoyed bringing this podcast to you this season. It's been so much fun. Oh, yeah, it's been a blast. despite it's the brutal. result here. It's been a lot of fun. We are going to go into off-season mode now, but that doesn't mean the episodes are going to stop coming. Doing one episode a week and we are going to have some really good off-season uh, content coming your way. we are gonna we got some good guests lined up for the show as well to get you through the off-season. We're going to keep following the playoffs throughout this podcast, so stay tuned for that. Guys, you got anything else to say
1: real quick to wrap this one up? I don't know. I, I feel like I got sucked in to believing in the team a little too much more than I should have at the beginning of the season. We were kind of tempering our expectations. Um, It's disappointing, but it's not surprising. It's not surprising. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Disappointed, but what are you going to do? I mean, our hopes got up. Y'all
0: both said it earlier. They brought our hopes up, and they got us thinking, Mm -hmm. and they got us believing. Yeah. And then this happens. Yeah. uh, Soundstripe. But like I said, bringing this podcast to everyone, and all of us hanging out and talking hockey it, it's literally what it's all about mm-hmm. we love doing it Good and we'll be here for you throughout the off season. so thanks yeah. everybody this has been episode 120 of Catfish on Ice brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network we hope everyone has a great week right. we will see you next for a brand new episode as we will start getting into the off season, covering the Stanley Cup playoffs as well have a great night everybody yeah.
1: See ya. See ya.